0: This is a stand-up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013.
1: This week's episode of X-Ray is sponsored by Redheads Unite. If you are a ginger and not remotely as attractive as Amy Adams, Damian Lewis, or Eric Stoltz back in his heyday... And if you're tired of being mocked and listened to stupid comments about freckles on your genitals, then the comforting souls at Redheads Unite are here for you. RHU offers 24-hour support line, great makeup products, and a dating site to match you up with an ethnic man or woman of your choice to procreate with and break the ginger cycle. There is hope, folks. That's Redhead Unite, headquartered in Dublin, Ireland, with satellite offices in Toledo and Winnipeg. Okay, let's start the show. <music>
0: I loved I was watching. I was watching one of the things that you posted on YouTube. Uh, you were at the Comedy Cellar.
1: Right. I did my live show at the Cellar last week.
0: Very funny. Oh, good. And and the, 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 it was just the, the audience. What I loved about it was that it sounded, because I, mean, I, I could only see Right, you, right, right. But it sounded like the audience were really... Having to keep up with you. And that was brilliant. I <laughs> I'm, like I'm
1: pretty quick. You know, I people I, didn't
0: think- offer, I haven't offered you any tea or coffee. Or oh, I'm
1: good. Thank you. You're you such sure a gentleman. Oh, my God. First of all, you were extremely well groomed.
0: Well, thank you. I, I had a haircut yesterday. You did. You look yeah, very well. You're you very, very, very
1: nice. you know, I don't want to say Have Silver we Fox. We started, oh, okay. we started. Then okay. I walked in here. But I'm saying, <laughs> you're very, because I see a lot of the characters you play, and you're like, can I call you a character actor?
0: Uh, totally. I'm very proud of that. Okay. I, well, uh, you're,
1: a, you're a leading man, too, though. Can a leading man be a character? They can be both.
0: Of course, of course. Yeah, I think, I'm not sure. It uh, depends on who you talk to uh, in terms of the, the definitions. But certainly, a leading man traditionally was always the handsome one, the right. one who kind of got the girl. And, right, right. But I think also now, it, can all, it also, particularly in movies, it now means the actor who can actually get a movie financed and get a movie Right, a movie right, made, right. You know? Oh,
1: shit. Now I'm blasting out here. Sorry. This, I'm, not, I'm a Luddite. I am trying so hard with this. Zim That's 5
0: You do doing um, ever so good.
1: You have been acting for how many years? A long
0: time. My first professional job was in
1: 1974. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Okay. And this was as
0: You've been acting for many, many years. Is that a euphemism for you're an old fart?
1: No, not at all. I'm just (laughs) amazed. You know, I want to talk to you. What's fascinating to me is um, whenever I read a bio about an English actor, a lot of them um, go to the National Youth Theater. Is that right? Yeah. You did that as well. Three seasons. I find that actors in England, um, they're very big on the training. Right, you can't futz around and say, I got off the bus from Ohio, I'd like to be in a blockbuster movie. They're like, no, you're going to do Beckett and you're going to do Shakespeare. Well, maybe. Shakespeare.
0: That, might, you, you might, that, that used to be the case that, that training was kind of quite crucial, but I'm not sure if it is anymore. Oh, I mean, I, uh, I, it's I,
1: Americanized in that version? I, I,
0: well, it's kind of, I think what it is it's, it's been commercialized and monetized. So your training isn't necessarily as important as, say, the way you look. What yeah. you have to offer, what your energy is, right. and so there's somebody will see you and kind of go, "Oh my god, you know, i am gonna put you in my movie," and I think the training, uh, the importance of training was always crucial when working in the theatre was the the first point of entry. And, and it's t- not and like the
1: case anymore in London any you No,
0: I mean no, I and mean, I, th- I think my generation was probably the last one where we just assume that theatre would be our first point of entry in terms of working.
1: Was it, did it all end with Kira Knightley? <laughs> you know what I mean? Did she come out and go, she is so fucking gorgeous, let's just give her a fucking movie.
0: No, there's always, there's is always. Is she trained?
1: I don't know if she's trained. I don't know. I don't I'd know. watch her doing, I mean, I she know. just mumbles but, and I'm like, But the okay. thing
0: is, it doesn't kind of matter now. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. does it? And also, it doesn't really, I mean, I've never, when I, when whenever I've gone to auditions or meetings or interviews for a job, no one has ever said to me, where did you train?
1: Yeah, they don't care you know, about show that. Me your,
0: but... Show me your certificate. Right, you know let what? me
1: move the mic up. I want to make sure Ooh. that I'm getting you proper. I'm sorry to be physical. That's okay. I remember... here.
0: I In this to... day and age, we have to be so...
1: I'm so... Me, you know, so me chemical. too. I've had men complain about me all the time. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of aggressive, <laughs> so I try to keep my hands to my... It's hard, though. We're animals.
0: Well, of course well, we are. We're primal. That's you know right. I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And we have I, we have urges. We have instincts.
1: We do. And I guess some people like to think we're more evolved, and yeah. we can contain, and that's what makes us different. I'm like, no. Mm-mm. Maybe
0: some of them are.
1: Some select few. Yeah. Men are still low on that. Very pole. <laughs> Very low, pole of the Very low on the totem pole. But um, so, when did you break into the American? Uh, Festive world. Was it through theater or was it through film? That was
0: through film. I, I did a movie called Enchanted April. Is that which, before
1: Raiders of the Lost? Oh Star? no, that was
0: after Raiders. Raiders was the first movie I ever did.
1: Okay. Oh wow. But okay. We sh- but
0: we didn't shoot that. We shot that. We shot a little bit of it in Hawaii, and my ch- most of my stuff was a week in Hawaii and a week in London.
1: Okay, I just want to see how. I want see how well groomed you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's important for them to see. <laughs> I think white looks good on me, don't you?
0: I think it does. I think it brings out the yeah. olive.
1: I little. I don't know what my. You know, I never knew my dad too well. I feel like we have, we're back in the day. I have a little thaw in me, a little Neanderthal, mm-hmm. um, but I have a little bit of olive skin and have I don't you, know how to trace it. Have you done that Twenty. I did, I did. I had a very small percentage and some Finnish blood. I don't know what yeah. that means.
0: Well, I, I, d- I did the um, Ancestry.com version. Right, of that. what'd you find? Well, I thought Spanish father, Italian mother. I right. thought pretty much it'd be 50 yep. 50. Turns out it was like 42% Italian, mm-hmm. which is kind of okay, but only. 25 or 26 percent spanish a whole chunk of irish yeah. but i think it's just the way they record data because that's it's good. to do with clusters
1: okay you know it's so like this that's okay it's yeah? good for the arm i need to work on my bicep yeah
0: good am well, i shaky? well you are now Well, we can take turns
1: oh perfect it's yeah, yeah. equal opportunity okay great
0: uh but uh you know it's uh it's to do with uh clusters and where you know and also i've got like a little bit of Sephardic.
1: So you're Jewish? A
0: little Jewish, one okay. like, or t- two or three percent. You seem
1: like that's upsetting to you a little bit. No, I'm, I'm okay. rather proud of that. You I'm You should rather, be proud, yeah, of, I'm it, proud right? of it,
0: right? Well, you know, my daughter's Jewish because her mum's Jewish. Oh, okay. So uh, you know, uh, but, uh, but I was kind of uh, what I loved about it was how everybody I've spoken to that's done either twenty-three, and right? Me they or, find some Jewish blood. No, they. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they Jews are taking they, over.
0: They, they, they find. They're completely surprised by what they find. Well,
1: that's fun, though. It's not so, fun when you do it and they're like, you're white. Yeah, Thank you the, so much. Yeah, I'm glad I paid $300 for that <laughs> all, the,
0: information. all the assumptions you make about your background yeah. are all completely...
1: Nonsensical.
0: Uh, yeah, which st- which makes you start thinking about whether even the the notion of race exists. Right. Whether it's just a, a social construct. Or, you know, well, I mean, have you read um,
1: Sapiens by Yuval Harari? No. Okay, you have to read this I book. Will. I know he's t- doing a lot of tours talk, and talking. He talked about a couple things... That I think are explosive, but he talked about how there's certain theories that Homo sapiens coexisted alongside um, other species of human, like Homo erectus and Neanderthal, and they existed. Co- it's not like one followed the other. All right. And there might have been intermixing, and slowly the other one died out. But so some, and so some human species do have advantages over other. you know what I mean? Mm. And that can be explosive in terms of the ramifications about race and how certain people All think right. people are this, genetically superior. I just
0: got this picture in my head of some Neanderthal family in whatever their equivalent of a, a, a of a vehicle might be. Right, right. And they're like, you know, rolling along <laughs> and then suddenly someone kind of turns around and kind of goes, the neighborhood's gone right down.
1: Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's funny, it could be a good show actually. I thought about writing a show about that, but it's like... But it's the Neanderthals. apparently they weren't dumber. They had other skill sets and they were stronger than you know, Homo sapiens. They just had, But he would said that um, up to 150 people is the number of people that you can um, organize and control without one leader. Like 100 people can actually coexist. But larger than that, um, you need a certain grouping or people around an idea. And the fact that why did Homo sapiens evolve so quickly is that they created these concepts of nations and race you know and countries these are all false concepts these don't exist in reality you know we're all the same species mm-hmm. but we created these and so people were grouped together by ideas and nations and that's how they grouped and evolved right. and competed yeah. and created this you know
0: so what that, 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 that presumably that's what they mean by a social construct
1: i guess so i mean yeah. i don't I mean i'm not an anthropologist but i found the book fascinating because religion he said it's just a false you know what i mean a, a yeah, monkey's yeah, yeah. not going to eat a banana because another Monkey said you're gonna go to heaven with eighty bana- you know, virgins if you eat this banana. You mean you don't? Well, apparently not. I oh. mean who knows? who's to say? But this whole idea of it religion... Why is it
0: every day starts with a disappointment for me lately? I don't <laughs> Fred. <laughs> I love it.
1: you said I read Alfred, you said you go by Fred. Yeah,
0: where well, he calls me Fred, yeah. I love Yeah that. Alfred's just for the poster.
1: I feel like Alfred though is more British, don't you? It
0: is British. well it is British and, and also now it's becoming a little bit of a a little bit of a odd thing because I I was originally Alfredo.
1: Uh, Alfredo Molina like the pasta sauce exactly okay
0: Uh, I was named after the pasta sauce oh yeah your parents are good foodies (laughs) I'm very proud Uh, but um but when I was at drama school you know this is like uh, you know at drama college this is like early 70s I was told by one of my professors That I should change my name because if I'm not careful, I'll be playing Spanish waiters all my life. Oh boy. So I dropped the O from Alfredo and became Alfred. Oh wow. And so that's how I started working professionally. That's interesting. But, you know, but I kind of regret it now. You uh, do regret it. Well, you can come of. back
1: and be like, he's yeah, a resurgent but- 66-year-old Alfredo. Yeah, I'm
0: not sure if I can. I'm not sure. I, I think I think it might confuse but I don't think people... I don't think the industry right. is necessarily that imaginative.
1: Interesting. That
0: it can suddenly go, oh, Alfredo, Alf, Alf, this is this is what used... There'll, there'll be people kind of going, so is this the same guy? Or, no, is this another guy?
1: Right, right, you right. Know, You've been very lucky, though, I don't mean by lucky. I feel like you hard work. I don't know. Luck always insinuates that There was no hard work done. But you've had an amazing career so far. Well, thank you. I mean, I, your characters I, yeah, are so well, diverse. Yeah.
0: But I, I think there is a bit of luck involved. I mean, yeah. there's, you know, good fortune, perhaps. Is right, a right place, right it.
1: time kind of thing. Yeah.
0: And also, you know, that whole thing about, you know, uh, I can't remember which character says it in one of Shakespeare's plays. You know, the readiness is all. Right. That you kind of, it's it's to be always be ready for for the opportunity whenever it whenever it comes be ready for it be ready to take it right um and i think that that that's the foot that's the way you're lucky is that if the a if the opportunity comes up and it's the right one and it comes up at the right time and all that kind of thing and those variables you can't you can't control that when i when i was at college i remember student you know my my peers my my fellow students would we'd sit around and we'd you know, by the time I'm 30, I want to have done this. By the time I'm 40, I want to be here. We, we would think, imagining where we mm-hmm. wanted to be mm-hmm. in our careers. And I would always go along with it and say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, I want to do that too. You know, but I didn't really have any clue, you know, the, the, and you just take what you're offered. I mean, I, I, just, I just said yes to everything.
1: Well, that's amazing. You isn't?
0: know, I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't, I was never a strategist.
1: Did you feel yeah. like when you did Raiders... You probably did a lot of Shakespeare.
0: I had done some, yeah, I done some. Did you some. feel
1: like this is like, oh God, I'm doing Holly? This is beneath me a little bit. No, not no, at you all. three. I was. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I you're was like, like, yeah, so, yeah, okay.
0: I was so excited. I, I, it was, it was like, uh, it was like the most fantastic uh, thing to happen. I mean, plus the fact, not not just, not just uh, professionally in terms of right. career. Um, although it did, it opened up a whole new area of work for me but also emotionally and personally because you know my uh uh my daughter was about to be born my and, and her mum my then partner right. we we were you know really excited about having our baby but we were broke yeah you know right. and i and i was i was working i was working on what was then kind of union scale and we didn't. You know, and then suddenly this movie comes along for two weeks work and they paid me
1: More than you'd make in a year?
0: Well, not quite that, but certainly more than I would make in like six months.
1: Wow. Did you feel growing up that you were, because I know that British society is very, uh, I wouldn't say snooty, very classist, right? I I,
0: mean, there's a class consciousness. Do people look down
1: at you? Like, do you have to be of a certain, you know what I mean? Or like, were you the ethnic kid?
0: A little bit, a little bit, but uh, that was mitigated slightly by the fact that I, I was growing up in a kind of very sort of working class immigrant community okay so when i was at school all the kids at my school both my schools my primary and secondary school we were all sons and daughters of immigrant families oh okay. so we were either first or second generation i mean there were some kids in my class who were born abroad and had came up here when they were kids uh, there were people kids like me who were who were first generation born in the uk at National we, you Youth know.
1: Theater, they audition from all over. You can yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, they
1: want people diversity. Do they care about that the, stuff? The,
0: there was there was a certain amount of diversity. Certainly nowhere near as much as there is now, and certainly nowhere near as much as there could have been there, even then. It was. I mean, I, I don't remember. I remember maybe two or three actors of color um, in my day at the National Youth Theater. It was it was predominantly a kind of white endeavor. Right. You know. And right. there were and there were no there were no um there were no students of color uh, in my years at drama school. Oh wow. I remember.
1: Oh, interesting. did people um what was I going to say? Did you have a working class accent? I know Brits can de- de- differentiate even neighborhoods in London. Yeah, right?
0: we are. I mean that 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 used to be very much the case. It's it's all a bit homogenized now.
1: Okay. But did uh, you have to kind of upper crust it yeah, a bit, when I, you were I, perf- performing? You I, had to kind of change I, I, it when you're doing Shakespeare.
0: I'm going to steal that. I had <laughs> I had to upper crust you to it. upper crust. Oh geez. Somehow oh okay. you're getting a call that's my
1: that. my my representation you might have a now big, that i'm blowing you, now up now that
0: you've got a bigger name on the line yeah, you exactly. sure you don't want to take oh, it oh i'm
1: not going to stop our recording <laughs> just to to talk to some representative <laughs> no no that's okay but you had to kind of practice and be like i need to talk
0: yeah a little bit i mean i'm like I,
1: a I, thompson or kind of Oh.
0: kind of there's a sort of um yeah there was a kind of they used to they used to call it uh, RP which stood stood for received pronunciation mm. and it it was a kind of way of not making you sound posh but making you sound a bit more like I'm sounding now which is a sort of neutral sort of accent I and mean, you can tell I'm from the UK right but you could unless you were absolutely tuned into the tiniest nuances right there's not much you could tell about my accent, from in terms of my education or okay. where I so we're keeping
1: them guessing. Yeah. But what is the Cockney then?
0: Well, Cockney was was traditionally the the the, the accent of the East End of London.
1: Okay, so it's London. It's not Liverpool's different. No, than no, Cockney. yeah,
0: complete, okay. complete. Yeah. Can you give Cock-
1: me a little Cockney just so I can?
0: Well, I can do a sort of an approximation of it. It's
1: like Michael Caine. It's a
0: bit like yeah, a little yeah, Michael Caine, Michael Caine is cockney but with uh with a, with a lot of worldly experience uh, he's a cockney who's traveled
1: all right all right i like yeah, that no. he's like, he's a backpacker Cockney. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> i don't think michael's ever backpacked
1: i can't see him with like a <laughs> <Yeah>. little <laughs> rucksack Unless... smoking weed in <laughs> thailand i don't i don't see
0: it happening is he alive <laughs> Michael, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah good. Very much Sorry, so. I'm always scared he's, of asking. He's new... he's just had a new film come out. I
1: thought he had a new baby. You no. know, because you man, you, could be you can be a pop out baby. <laughs> yeah. it's a, she's like
0: Michael. You can come out now. She's she's okay. Hey Mickey, <laughs> come on out.
1: I love it. So, it's like him and like the Christopher Walken. I mean, what's the name of that guy that loves doing his impressions? Steve Coogan. Oh
0: yeah, they yeah. They always yeah. Love, they
1: can spend hours at a dinner table. Yeah, it's fascinating. Oh, it's so much fun.
0: Absolutely. Well, it used to be this. I mean, Michael Caine used. Michael Caine is our in terms of actors loving to do him you know doing right, impersonation, right. michael Caine is our chris Walken.
1: right exactly you know everybody you know, yeah.
0: like everybody, you know I, I did a i i had a chat with kevin pollock and, he, and he's good with that too yeah well what well he he was telling me that uh, when he first started up when he first started right. out in stand up the bulk of his act was impersonations right, right, doing right. impressions yeah and you know and but what i what it, but he made the point that now it's become so ubiquitous that people Aren't really doing Christopher Walken. They're now doing an impersonation of Obs- the last person they heard doing an impersonation of Christopher Walken.
1: That's very meta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very meta. My goal in life is that people start impersonating me. They don't know I have arrived.
0: You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? When yeah. a comic
1: goes up and does Ray Lynn.
0: I thought I, I see. I thought the moment you'd arrived was when you became a you became a, a question on Jeopardy. Oh that,
1: oh, that. you know what? I don't. Just, yeah, Alex Trebek is alive in
0: Yeah, I, I was I was very flattered when uh, I, somebody pointed out that my name was a clue and in a crossword in the new york, new york times real Cross- shorts oh, yeah I, I was very i was very what was the it clue? Was like, no hang on it was it was no it wasn't my forgive me i don't think it was my name it was the name of a character i played. oh okay so the clue had my name that's in nice it. So yeah.
1: okay next step is having you Fred. i, was, I always feel like every time i do a crossword friendly. lena horn is a fucking clue <laughs> like can they not do it? maybe it's like Lena dunham well, now it's always like something horn or something well she's got
0: lots of lots of lena. Uh, it's
1: it's a
0: you know, what, lots of vowels. Yeah, it's a utility. Helpful. It's a good yeah.
1: utility word. Lena Horn. I mean, she's more famous <laughs> as a clown across than she was for a fucking singing career. God damn it. Um, now, how do you approach, um, do you have like a technique or is it become already like in second hat? You know what I mean? Like when you get a script, do mm-hmm. you memorize the lines first or do you write like a little backstory? You just like, no, it just ha- it's internalized and you just do it. Mm,
0: it's an inter- yeah, it's an in- interesting question, although it's actually none of your business. Okay, no, great. I'm, I'm
1: sorry. I'm, I'm glad kidding. we're talking about the artistic <laughs> process here with Fred fucking neutral accent Molina. Jesus.
0: <laughs> no, no. It, it, it's between me and my conscience. Okay. No, no. No, I, I don't think so. I, I think you. When you're younger you know you try everything you know okay. I, when i was a young actor i tried you know I, I was fascinated by what other actors had to say about acting mm-hmm. I, you know i i read i mean if you look at any of the books in here you know th- uh, there's books about written by actors about acting about right. their, their experiences in a certain role and that kind of thing mm-hmm. so i was always fascinated to read what they had to say and you learn things that way you learn things and you kind of go well i'm going to try that i'm going to try and try that process and, and eventually things become either useful or or not you know okay. and and you sort of distill it becomes a process of distillation um but i was the training i received was very kind of classically based
1: oh in what um, way? what does that mean
0: well we well for instance we didn't do we actually didn't go anywhere near a play that was written after 1930
1: okay okay you know it
0: was all kind of classical classical you know shakespeare shaw right ibsen you know that kind of thing and so you you you, we had a training that was absolutely geared towards classic practicing your craft in the classical canon in the theater okay but now i think i went back to my old alma mater last summer um which
1: is which the guildhall school and
0: uh I, I was talking to, the, you know, the new uh, dean of the school and and, and, and uh, who, in fact, was a student at the same time as me. Oh, wow. That's girl. cool.
1: And
0: uh, I was saying, how, how has the curriculum changed? And it's changed radically. Right. I mean, there's still basic tenets that, that, that they, you know, that they entrust mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, d- developing a young actor's skills. But they're no longer thinking in terms of teaching you how to act. The assumption now is that the idea the, the ass- is just to make the most of whatever it is you've got to to give you a a, a set of skills, a set of a, a toolbox, if you like, of, of how to make the most of what you have. It's
1: interesting. So does that mean in terms of like, cause I always look at like how act, certain actors access, cause I know I'm, like people think that American actors are more like method or tapping into their own personal some experiences, are, right? And substitution and, so in terms of a skill set, like if you have to go on set and tap, you have five minutes to tap into something deep and you have to have a breakdown and this is the mm-hmm. first time you've shot this scene. It's like in theater where you've been rehearsing mm-hmm. and it's in your body. What do you do? Do you think about a sad experience from your old life? Yeah, I, I've
0: got I've got like a, there's a little, uh, I've got a little sort of list of things okay. that I can go to that that can provoke. And I think this is what uh, Stanislavski talked about, about sense memory. Okay. You know, you, you use something in your own history, something that you've had experience of. And it's not like you relive it, right? But just the thought of it, the the, the 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 memory of that experience can provoke something that can take you to where you need to be in that scene. I mean, I look, I when I the, the two times that I did a long running, actually not long running, um, did a series. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them were kind of procedural shows. Okay. So a lot of the, you want me to hold it for a little bit? Sure. A lot of the actors. A lot of the actors were. Um, this is actually very uncomfortable.
1: I know. You can put it down. You can put it down. I know. If you had like a stack of books or something like. Oh, I've put got, it on. yeah,
0: we've got loads of books. Well,
1: I mean, do, do we want to do that? Yeah. If for shits and giggles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. God, you got some. Jesus, I don't want to ruin your display here. It's a very festive display.
0: Well, it's all right. I can always put it back.
1: Okay. Try, I don't want to ruin your. You got a piggy bank there taped up. Who's going to touch your money over there?
0: That is taped up because I was nervous about it f- falling apart in the in the house move.
1: Oh, okay. And
0: I never got around to undoing it. All right,
1: this should be a better angle for everybody involved. I wish would have thought uh, about that earlier. There
0: we go. Just so you know what you're looking at. Let's see your there sandbox. it is. Look
1: at that. The pretension. You know, I have all these books in my bookcase. I never never touch them. It's a little bit. It's not like amazing. If anything,
0: it might be a bit too high now. Yeah,
1: that's right. Let's, let's do that. Okay, that's my armpit. That's nice. Oh, that's my That's bad. nice. Okay. So, I, like, I look great. Yeah, me too. I did not look as good in the Tony Hale interview. You did not? I did not. It was a very awkward angle, and I looked like turkey necky. You know what I mean? And I had like a little thing here. It's just make... I had one interview with a plastic surgeon. I have been traumatized since. He looked at me, and he's like, you can do this and that and do that and lift that. And nobody will know. I'm like, well, how, could, how can nobody know if you're going to... What's the point, man? I don't know. It's always so weird. I look at women like Nicole Kidman, who spends all this money freezing her face, but then she has to get makeup for eight hours to look older and destroy her, and then she's winning an Oscar. I'm like, well, she's just looking at her age now. So maybe she wouldn't have won an Oscar. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just saying. It's like, it's weird. I like the women that just leave your facial expressions on your face. You're an
0: actor. <laughs> There's nothing going on. And she's like,
1: yeah, 16 hours. Well, you wouldn't have to sit in the makeup chair for 16 hours if you still had a forehead. Sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm getting angry. I have a forehead, but it's covered. The bangs are the new Botox. That's what my friends say. Um... Is it if you go to too much therapy? Does that mean it's going to be harder to access shit later?
0: I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. But I, I, I don't think so. But then okay. that, I, I don't think that's that's something that is a purely kind of personal thing. I mean that that could be. It might be. You you might be the sort of person that therapy cures you of, of and you're or gonna, whatever. Then you you know you kind of. You know, kind of like, but I do remember, for instance, I do I do remember. Uh, <laughs> <Lovely>. <laughs> I remember working with an actor who was very into relaxation.
1: Okay, um, um, it sounds uh, annoying already. Well, he was he
0: he he made he was always do, he was he always made a rather big song and dance about doing his yoga. <laughs> Is he an
1: English guy? Yeah, he was an English okay. guy.
0: Actually, no, he was no he was he, we were at college, but he was actually American.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It sounds very.
0: Uh, but he and he, he was like constantly doing his yoga <laughs> and breathing and. Mm, what right, know? right. And he'd be wandering around, kind of mumming, mm, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and then in the, you'd see him in the wings, you know, and and he and he would be in this yoga thing you know right up until his entrance almost like wow. you know and you kind of you know where is he he's, he's in the corner fucking downward dog you know <laughs> yeah. and then but he, and and then and then of course and every time he came on stage he was as tense as anything he was like kind of, he'd come on he'd be like rigid oh. you know
1: so he was too he was too relaxed
0: too relaxed too late rela- nice too, too relaxed or, or and, and his energy just went completely out the door Ugh.
1: well yeah. that's like when you um you know, if you ejaculate too much, right? <laughs> then it takes the tension away. Can
0: you ejaculate too I much? I
1: don't. You tell me. I don't know. Can you? I, I think, think you can. I,
0: I think there might. I think there might be a point when you're young when uh, that might be an issue. But I don't when think, you're older, I, you're like, yay! You're I just delighted
1: it's happening at I all. I don't
0: think anyone would, would. I don't think in my twenties I would have thought, oh, this is a problem. I'd, I'd <laughs> have been shouting it from the rooftops. I mean, now it's like you know, it's sort of. Uh, now it's like, what's it like now? It's like remembering (laughs) some delicious meal you had.
1: Back in the the 70s. Back in the 70s. (laughs) Oh, man. I guess I'm just fascinated by British technique. Because I think that Brits... Look down on American actors, and American actors idolize you're, you're British talking, actors. You're, you're
0: talking in the most enormous generalization. No, of course
1: I am. I'm just but that, that's
0: easier for me. Is it, the
1: generalizations uh, make it easier for everybody to, to, <laughs> to categorize and stereotype and compartmentalize. <laughs> com- but there is like an Anglophilia here, and you know anybody who's like from England gets cast. Anglophilia. in
0: Anglophilia Ameri- is, is that a character from Hamlet?
1: Yeah, is it No, Is that what's her, Ophelia's bastard cousin? Anglophilia. Anglophilia. Isn't that the word though? Anglophile. Anglophilia. Isn't that true? Is that the word?
0: Angloph- yeah, Yeah. Because Franco
1: when you like the French. Which I don't know how many of those are left on the planet. Not many francophiles. No, no. no. But
0: um, no, but I think I think they used to, I think the difference or the, the 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 stark contrast between say the British way of doing right, things right. and the the American actors. I think that at one time may have been a stark contrast, but I don't think it's I don't think it's the case anymore. Okay, because everything you know, again it's this thing of everything's been homogenized right so that you know i mean american actors you know i'm constantly surprised now when i watch i watch a movie mm-hmm. and i just assume the actor or the actress is american because they're doing
1: and they're actually british and then,
0: then they find out that he or she's british or they're they're australian right or right right so you know anything? you think yeah and and then you and then of course you discover the other way around you, you hear actors work and you kind of go wow you know who's the, who is this person and then you find out that he or she is from Canada or from America, right. and they just and they're working. You know, uh, Gillian Anderson. She's a the only one that. I was
1: going to say. I feel like the only American actress that's been living in London forever and is doing all these British shows.
0: Yeah, and but Sandra Oh,
1: maybe who plays yeah, an America.
0: But also, there's. Uh, I mean, you you think of like Nicole Kidman and yeah. and, and and all the all the Australian girls. Right. I mean, well, that's, that's just guilt. All,
1: that's just British guilt.
0: Right, you know what I mean? Yeah, for looking down it.
1: and considering them prisoners and That's the dregs right. of society for and now so you've long. you've made a movie. Good for you. Yeah, man. good for you. Now that you're coming up. <laughs> um, no, I guess it's right. I mean, I think that maybe you're not away. I don't know. I've talked to American directors, like I, I mentioned this before in the podcast, um, that when they're working with British actors, they're not even in. Ca- not except Daniel Day Lewis, I guess, who like poops in character too. But. Um, these actors that are—they—they're very relaxed and very professional on set. There's—they're no, not snooty because they're used right. to the theater where everything's egalitarian, and they talk to all yeah. the crew. And then they—they're talking to you in between, and they go right back into the scene, and they're in it. It's like this amazing yeah. skill set yeah. that they have because well, of training. I, and I don't know if a yeah. lot of Americans. Well, I think it's—I think—I
0: it's te- th- I think, I think training certainly gives you a certain amount of technique. Uh, Does that make
1: it less genuine? Do you think?
0: No, I don't think so. Okay. I think—if I think anything, it makes it more authentic because you know you you you're not trapped by how you happen to be feeling that day i mean the thing that drives me nuts mm-hmm. which i get I'm, as i'm getting older i'm getting less and less patient with it okay is when actors are in a scene and then they'll stop it because they'll and they'll say sorry sorry can we stop i'm, I'm just not feeling it oh boy and i always want to say well how do you know that i'm not feeling it Right. I, Why are you fucking it up for me? I might be having a really good take here. The job is... Your job isn't to cut the moment. Your job is to see it through. Yeah. And then the director will cut and then we'll discuss and then someone else will decide, you know...
1: And do actors do that a lot? They stop oh, yeah.
0: in the middle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've, 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 I've... I mean, I mean if, in, in, in all honesty, I've, I've done it myself. Oh,
1: wow. There you uh,
0: go. And, and it's not a good... And it's not a good thing. The director probably
1: gets pissed too. It's the director's actually, like, I'm all
0: cut, bitch. Everybody gets pissed because, you know, it... it, it you're reducing a collaborative moment right. to, to simply how you're feeling about it. And and if, yeah. you are, if, and if it's not working for you, it could actually be working brilliantly for the camera. It could be working brilliantly for the other actors.
1: So you think even if it's not, uh, the actor's not essentially feeling it, it can still have a good effect on the audience and the other actor. Like yeah. fake it till you yeah. make it. Sometimes a person yeah. can be faking it exactly. and it can still be effective. The last,
0: the last time an actor said to me that he wasn't feeling it, I actually said, well, it's not your job to feel it. Ooh. Your job is to make me feel it.
1: Oh, that's interesting. But then it becomes more manipulative. don't No, you think?
0: no, that's our job. That this is why it's a craft. It's right, not necessarily right. an art form. Our, you know, if, if 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 you know, if let's 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 be really, let's talk about it really kind of in basic terms. Okay. Let's say you go, you get uh, a contractor to come and work on your house mm-hmm. and build you a beautiful new bathroom. I
1: like a gazebo. Can it be a gazebo?
0: It could be a gazebo, Thank you. whatever it is. And now you want this gazebo, you've given him absolutely specific uh, instructions mm-hmm. of exactly what you want it to look like. Do you really care if he comes to work in the morning? And do you really care what's going on in his life?
1: Unless he's talking to me about it, no. Yeah, like, exactly. if he's bitching to me about it, I don't
0: right. want to hear it. You know, and that's the same thing with actors. We come to work. Right. How we're feeling, what kind of day we've had, right? has got nothing to do with the work. You know, people aren't paying good money to see me in the theatre and to see me just feeling depressed because I had a row with my girlfriend. Right,
1: right, you right. You know, you
0: kind of get over that. And that's what technique's about. You, you come and do, you know, you bring the best of what you've got. Right. Regardless of what's going on in your life
1: it's interesting i feel like it's almost like if i'm if i have a line to tell you it's not about what i'm feeling or my motivation is how i want to make you feel and yeah. that should be my goal and the
0: audience and, and the audience yes yeah. you know you're you're playing you're playing a character who's got some terrible terrible news to impart and i'm playing a character who is waiting for some right for something and then you come in and you tell me and now you may be you may have just been told the most hysterical joke right off stage yeah. so, you know but you got to forget it. You can't come on and kind of go. I've got so and so. Right, right. You got to be in the moment. Yeah, right.
1: That's interesting. And how
0: you get there is completely up for grabs. Um, There's no no hard and fast rules.
1: So when do you when you get a script, let's say for a, a lead, uh, do you um, do you break it down? Yeah, moment to moment, and say what's my goal here? Why am I here? You do
0: that? Yeah, yeah. I, re- I, 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 I what I tend to do is I, I, tend, I tend to read through the script very uh, two or three times quite quickly. Okay, just to get a sense of mm-hmm. the shape of it. And then I'll read it again, looking more specifically at sort of the journey of my character, you know, whether he, what he's dealing with, mm-hmm. you know, where he goes, what he does when he's there and so on, just to kind of get, and it's, this is all in very, very general terms. But then when you start learning it, when you start memorizing right. it, that's when you're looking very, very closely at what's being said. And, and because of the way I was trained, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. But I always take the script at face value, so I don't look at it and kind of go, "Oh, I think I can say that line better," or "I think you know, I'll, I'll change that."
1: Oh right, mean. right. I'll
0: right. do because my the way I was trained was is that my job is to take myself to the text, mm-hmm. not drag the text to some to some to some version of myself where I feel comfortable.
1: Okay, so no paraphrasing.
0: No. Okay. No, and unless. Unless you're given the freedom to do that, right. unless the writer or the director says, you know what, if you want to play around with it, you want to change it, or if there's some glaringly obvious things, like for instance, um, I was working on a script recently where you had a conversation between an American character and a mm-hmm. British character, and the there's an age difference of the characters, and there's also a kind of social difference. Okay. And but they sat; they both sounded to, the my, to me, they both yeah. sounded American. Right. So I. I just made a few suggestions about how to make the British character sound more British. Okay. Things like that. That's
1: probably welcome, isn't it? Well, good I, I hope, would be I, I hope so.
0: I hope so. Because <laughs> you know. you're fired.
1: No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Oh, by the way. is Fred I, thinks yeah. he's
1: fucking hot shit changing my yeah, yeah. British sound. Yeah.
0: Fred, how, how do you say um, you're fired Yeah, in, in exactly. British? How
1: do you say you're fired? You would say... Uh, you're letting go. You're redundant.
0: We, we've decided to let you go. We've
1: decided. To, so polite, you fucking Brits. Oh my god,
0: unbelievable. We <laughs> invented passive aggressiveness, you know.
1: Yeah, I did. I'm sure you did. I'm but sure I, you I, did. I'll tell
0: you my favourite story about that. Have you ever Have you ever worked with um, uh, Charles Grodin?
1: No, but I like him. I think oh, he's funny and dry. One of
0: the funniest. Yeah. One of the, one of the nicest, most delightful people I've ever met. He told me this great story that he was making a movie in England. I think with Candace Bergen. And they were shooting in this old, old, gorgeous old mansion where you know Lord and Lady Fuckbucket lived. or Here they were, <laughs> and uh, certain rooms had been cordoned off, right? And were like out of bounds for the crew. At okay. The but they've got this long gap, they've got this long break, mm-hmm. and they're both exhausted. They've been working for hours and hours, and Candice and Chuck find a room, and they decide to you know there's no one around. Let's risk it. They go in. And they're they these beautiful Chesterfield sofas. Okay, right. oh boy. They lie down and they fall asleep. <laughs> okay. Oh and Charles said he was woken up. He felt someone was like, you know, <laughs> wiggling his ankle. And he opens his eyes and he sees the lady of the house who then says, it would be so nice if you weren't here. <laughs>
1: Such a nice fuck you, isn't it? It would be so nice if you weren't here.
0: And I think, and I think he used that phrase as the title of one of his books.
1: Well, it's perfect. I'd like I said that to many a man. That would be so. I think
0: it was something like that. It would be so lovely if you weren't here.
1: Can I ask you another technique question? Because this is fascinating to me. Once you track a character's journey, okay, like because it seems like a lot of these decisions are cerebral. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're like, "Well, this is after my mom left the house two years ago." This is reminding me of my dad. How do you translate that into an actionable or acting uh, moment? Something you can do?
0: Well, I think I uh, I think it all depends on the circumstances of the scene and the character and what's going on. Where you know where he or she have been, where they're going. All you know, it's all about context. Okay. You know, so you 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 can. Uh, there's if 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 it's hard to find the action in in a moment, then that's a problem because that means there's something wrong with the writing.
1: What if the character is passive?
0: Well, if the character's passive, then you find, uh, well, then, you, then you've got to find out exactly how they're passive. Okay. You know, the, I mean, it, the, are they passive because they don't have a point of view? Are they passive because they've decided to withdraw? Is that... Right. A, have they actively decided to not engage in the moment? And so okay. That, you know, okay. That's and interesting. Even and that, even that's doable. Yeah, that's you can doable. do that. Yeah. That's, a, that you can, that's an actable moment.
1: Okay. Have you ever turned down a script because it wasn't good, even though the money was great? Yep. And have you ever done a shitty movie because the money was great? Yep. Okay.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> and I defy, I, I, I can't think of No judgment. Any, I can, no, no, none taken. I can't think of any actor I know in my acquaintance, either good friends or just people you know I've worked with right. who hasn't made that choice at some point or other. Do you your know.
1: agents get pissed off if you say no to a big money movie?
0: They Well, not to my face. Okay they would never they would never or they try and convince you going oh, oh Fred. No. well that yeah you, you'll get the conversations where your head say things like fred i was wondering if we could maybe revisit mm-hmm. this thing and, and they'll suggest you know and that, but i think ultimately they're in that they're in the business too right they need you know, to make
1: their commission
0: and they they you know they they want to see that you know they want their clients to be making money i mean i'm in a situation now where and i actually and i'm very very lucky and i'm very grateful to them but i've actually told my agents that I don't want to work for a while.
1: Okay, look at Um, you. Who are you with?
0: I'm at WME.
1: WME, you like them?
0: Very much so. Did you fire
1: other people? No. You've been with the same people for a long time?
0: I've been at WME since I I first set foot in the States.
1: See, that's So you're loyal too.
0: Yeah, there are two kinds of people I've discovered. There are splitters and stickers. Okay. And I'm a sticker. Well, if they're doing a good job, though. If they weren't
1: doing a good job, you could be a splitter.
0: my, My only other agent is my London agent, and I've been with her since the late 70s.
1: I like. Do you, do you do? You still do a lot of theater.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, not a lot. I, I, I still go. but I mean, theater is is. It's a regular part of my work, but it's not nearly as frequent as it used to be.
1: And do you enjoy it more? I
0: love it. Or do yeah, you I like the
1: it. film equally? I love it
0: all. I love it okay, all. Okay, so there's you know, no preference. No, I, I, I. That that's always a, that's always the hard question to answer because I think at one time. There might have been a preference and i think i might have enjoyed theatre a tad more only because the kind of work i was doing in films for a long time was very kind of small yeah uh, yeah but as as the parts got better and more interesting and right, more, right. more in more challenging then you you know i just lo- i love i love to work that's that, my only criteria has always been to stay employed
1: I guess for me it looks like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but... You're wrong. Okay, great. So let's move on
0: to the next question.
1: No, but I feel like maybe this is more true for action films, that it's a lot of tedious, like, repetition and angles and lighting. That seems like a bummer to me. Like, there's no move for any momentum. Like, you're doing this scene, but you're stopping here. Maybe when you do mm -hmm. the master shot, you get to do the whole thing, but...
0: Yeah, but, you know, that's... that's Part and parcel. You could spend
1: I'm, days doing one sure. fucking scene.
0: Yeah, and, and, and there are certain. So, I mean, when we did, when I did Spider Man Two. See, there
1: we go. A lot of green screen or stuff. A
0: lot of green screen and a lot of hanging around. A lot of waiting for other components to right. to, to kind right. of be, be in place. But the thing is, you you have to accept that you you can't you can't take on a movie like that and then when you're there start kind of bitching go, and start moaning. bitching and yeah. moaning about what, the way you're working that's part of that's part of the deal that's why they pay you yeah. and and you know john Gielgud, a uh, wonderful british actor from another oh, era yeah. once said uh, you know they pay you for turning up the acting you do for free
1: oh that's smart i you like know. you know i love that the older rest in peace people were the gems of wisdom
0: well yeah they and they always were i mean you know and because these are actors that these are actors that are talking from a point of view of uh, experience and, and understanding, not just of the industry, but also right. themselves in it.
1: Them- yeah, of course. Well, he did a what, lot of movies. What's going on down there? I'm trying to, to adjust the levels. I'm very tick. I've gotten very tick. Um, yeah. No, because I'm worried that I, I talk louder, and then it busts out over, you know what I mean? This is, nobody cares about this shit. I'm not going kind to of bore everybody with the details. <laughs> um, do you still have to audition? Or no, do they? Okay, they offer
0: you stuff? Well, I, uh, no, I well, I, I not not out of hand. It's not like oh, please, please come and do this. I think every now and again I'll get an offer just out of the blue. That's nice. Very nice. But usually it involves some kind of interview. I mean, you know, like meeting
1: the director. Yeah.
0: I mean the thing is, you know, your agent will say something like, "It's not an audition."
1: Yeah.
0: Right. The director just wants to meet you and get a sense of you know where you might where you where you're at. And you think, yeah, it's an audition.
1: Yeah, it's not. Well, at least you don't have to do the
0: lines, though. Well, you know, I mean, the thing is, you know, the, the, but he said, "Oh no, there's not an audition." You know, uh, you know, he knows you can act. I said, "Well, I fucking hope so." Yeah,
1: my god, you have a body of work, <laughs> fuck nut. Pop your DVD and your your beta max. <laughs> Have you ever um, lost it on a director? Uh, like you don't know, fucking the, I'm leaving this piece of shit. You know, have you done that? Have you uh, had like an outburst?
0: Only once. Okay, can only, we hear that story? Only once, and it was, and and I'm still ashamed of it.
1: Was it like a Christian Bale kind
0: of moment? No, oh no, no, it wasn't that bad. No, okay, it, it, what it was, it, it was we were shooting a night scene, uh, and it was a very funny scene. It should have been a funny. scene. What movie scene. was this? It, oh God, what was it called?
1: Was it the
0: one with the chocolate one? No, 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 no. Okay. This, this was years before. Oh, okay. That. And there was a scene where myself and the actress we were we were having sex
1: mm-hmm.
0: outside in a garden. That's fun. Uh, there's a big party going on, and there was a scene where, which where we, we we're we're outside in a garden and we're kind of furtively kind of having sex. Right. And then
1: what do you wear? Like covering on your generals?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, she, like a, she, I'd lifted up her right. her ball gown.
1: Okay. And, oh wow. And, yeah.
0: and I just dropped my trousers. Okay. You know, so I still had my tuxedo. But on. But you were really yeah. naked. No, no, no. You no, wear no, like no,
1: a piece? No, what do you have under uh, there? I,
0: I think just. Underwear, underwear
1: oh under. okay they didn't show they oh didn't, no no okay, no! no. you didn't see they didn't show your butt cheeks okay. no no okay no, no. okay uh
0: and then something had to happen that oh yes uh someone pops a champagne cork and the cork hits this overhead lamp
1: okay And, and on purpose yeah that's, okay that, that's what's supposed <laughs> yeah. to happen
0: and they couldn't work out how to do it and they wanted to do it that, that we were in foreground right and, and it was happening in the background okay But they they couldn't get it right. And time... So we must have done about five, six, seven takes. Oh, Jesus. And it was freezing cold. Freezing cold. Yeah. And it was clear that this particular gag hadn't been worked out. Right. because normally you'd have something inside the lamp that would right, hit they would it was you know. this a
1: big budget movie
0: no it was a small budget okay. movie so they were actually trying to do it with real champagne oh jeez that's
1: not a good idea
0: and, I, and we were freezing and I just lost it and I just kind of went you know what this is the most amateur thing I've ever seen in my life when you get it right call me I'll be in the warm because I'm fucking freezing okay
1: but that feels you legitimate know.
0: Well it was but I, I, I mean, but people I am still crying
1: and going I never I left the yeah. film industry after that. Yeah, it just but, made but, me <laughs> feel so incompetent. I ended up becoming, you well, know. But
0: I could have I could have just gone, you know, ladies and gentlemen, let me know right. when you got it right. right. I'm going to go inside right. first. I'm, okay. yeah. It was it, it was frustration and, Yeah. and yeah. I was young and I and I'm still a little bit embarrassed by it.
1: Were you always, like, a gentleman? Like, have you? my point of the question is, um, now in the Me Too movement where everybody's like, oh, we don't know how to handle ourselves, or, you know, because I know in theater people are touchy-feely and lovey-dovey, yeah. and people are fucking backstage or whatever, or fucking on in the trailers. Um, did you have that camaraderie, now you had to take it down a peg? Do you feel like you've had to adjust yourself? I... I- are oh, you always like a good gentleman, good
0: guy? Well, I, I like to think so. Okay. Uh, I'm sure... I have
1: a list of women that disagree. I'm <laughs> kidding.
0: I'm kidding.
1: I'm kidding.
0: I'm sure that may be true as well. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I, I like to think so. But obviously, you know, I'm sure I'm I'm just as... I, I've been just as susceptible to those kind of missteps as anyone else. And But the thing is, it's true. I mean, you, you, you behave... One's behaviour is very often determined by... The circumstances you're in and and what those circumstances allow right you know um now if someone uh if somebody 10 15 years ago had turned around and suddenly said fred that's inappropriate don't do that again or don't say that again mm-hmm. i think i like to think i would have said i apologize it won't right. happen again right and thank you for pointing it out uh whether or not i did do anything like that i'm who knows i mean i i i think i think what me what the me too movement and times up what these movements have done is they've given us all a chance to really examine our behavior yeah and try and improve whether you feel you've been remiss in the past or not you know whether you it, it's it's a good pr- it's a good process it's a good practice to get into to kind of think about those things you know is this appropriate it, or was that Right, you know, um, a good or a bad move, and I think, and being aware of it. I don't. I don't think we can. all, I don't think there's there's much use in all of us kind of suddenly denying. You know, I'm not going to say no. I've never behaved like that in my life uh, because I'm sure I have. No,
1: like I said, I have too.
0: I know. know, I. I. I mean, I. I. I, When I, I, you know, when I think of some of the things that I've said to, you know, when I've when I've been flirting, you know, like with my with my uh, with my wife. Right. Right. Who you know? We we were together for thirty years. Wow! And when we met, I was in. I must. We were incredibly cheeky with each
1: other. Right. Well, but yeah, but that's different when it's you consensual, know. right? That's the whole thing when it's consensual but, but the when there's is, a power yeah,
0: but the dynamic is, involved. But you know, she, and uh, every every now and again, she she you know, I remember once she said to me, "Behave yourself," and <laughs> she meant it. And she meant it, and I kind of went, "Okay, sorry."
1: Okay. You know. Right. But right. I think
0: it's. But I, I, I think it all depends on. I think a lot of it depends on the social contract. We all we all understand, I think, I yeah. assume. We all understand yeah. no means no. We all understand that you know when a woman says a certain thing, you have to believe it. Right. You know you, you can't, you the days are gone now where you can kind of go, oh, come on, you, know, you don't really mean that. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's over. No means maybe That's, later. Yeah,
0: yeah no right. means no. But I was listening to uh, a wonderful stand-up recently. Who, Who's that? Uh, I don't know if it's Elisa or Eliza. Um, Schlesinger? Schlesinger, okay. Who made this great comment when she you know when she did this whole thing, it was very funny she did this whole thing about no means no, this is not right, this is inappropriate, this right. this you have to understand this unless the guy's cute. <laughs> right,
1: right, right. He's attractive it all, <laughs> all bits are all. You know, so, so right.
0: There's a, there's a whole kind you know, so yeah. I, I think the, the uh, I think the answer not the well, word, not the answer, that sounds too arrogant, but I think the way to go now is that you have, we just have to listen to each other.
1: Yeah, well, I think it, it get the confidence to communicate and not be afraid of the ramifications. Here's what, here's what
0: I'm worried about. Okay, serious, please tell a, me. Serious point. Okay. Is what, I'm, what I'm worried about is that there'll be some kind of backlash, not not willful, but a backlash where men in certain positions will be so nervous and so frightened Mm -hmm. of operating in front of women. That they
1: won't hire women? That women
0: will be excluded to, to save them any embarrassment.
1: Look, I don't know. I mean, I think women you know have been... There's always a reason to exclude women. Yeah. There are reasons to exclude women before, and if they're too attractive, might, they want to yeah. fuck them. You know what but I mean? But my worry
0: or, is that, the, is, is that the, the, the Me Too movement will become yet another excuse to exclude Right, you know, yeah. I like, mean, I think like, it's, you it's you still know, better
1: than yeah. than the alternative. They're going to find another excuse to not yeah. hire women. Do you know well, what like, I mean? You know, it's, it's like,
0: you know, uh, my partner said, made an interesting point recently. She said, you know, uh, one woman in the room has no voice. Right. Two women in the room, and they will be set to be arguing against each other. Hmm. Three women in the room, and that's when women are listened to.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: So yeah, so it's not I just, you, know, yell. you can't just you you know you can't just be the one woman in the room that and 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 and, and let and let the kind of patriarchy get away with saying, right. you "See, yeah,
1: we told we're, you we're, so." You know, yeah, we're, we're
0: inclusive. We've I think a, it's going to
1: take a long time, and I think it has to. You know, it has to be. Hopefully, it'll be managed well. I think everybody mm. is so confused right now and everyone's like confused by the allegations that some people seem frivolous and other ones that are very serious and mm. people tainting the movement this way or that way or men are like women are so angry and women are like you know what I mean mm. and I think it's just everybody's confused and trying to figure it out but I think it's still better than the alternative it not oh, had, yeah. having happened yeah. at
0: all. Um, and also, we're, we're, all, we're all of us. You know, people talk about oh, so and sos in the bubble, and but we're all in bubbles.
1: Yeah, of course. All I think of it happens in every. Yeah, I think so. And I think you know, pay the French like whatever. Let them flirt. I'm like, but people know how to flirt. You, f- you flirt well. If you're, you're pulling your dick out uninvited, that's not good flirtation. That's just really? desperation. Oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, put... Please, Fred! <laughs> Jesus Christ, put it back in. What the fuck? Awkward moment. Just want this interview now. I gotta deal with this shit. Yeah, who thinks it's funny? So I'm just gonna look away now. Jesus. The Brits aren't even circumcised. This is even more upsetting. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm taking it to a dark direction. This episode is dedicated to Louis C.K. Okay, so um. What are you working on now?
0: Well, uh, what am I working on? Um, there's a movie about to be released called St. Judy mm-hmm. uh, with Michelle Monaghan.
1: I like her. Common. Oh, he's uh, hot.
0: Alfre Woodard. Okay. Uh, and myself. Mm-hmm. Um, or oh,
1: like a four-hander?
0: No, no, there's more There's more roles. Okay. Uh, but I'm very proud of this one because I, I'm also one of the executive producers.
1: Oh,
0: wow. So I'm very proud of that. And that comes out. March first.
1: Okay.
0: Um, there's also another movie uh, directed by Jacob Estes and starring. Oh, know. I met Jacob years
1: yeah. ago, years and years ago. He uh,
0: he's he, he's directed a beautiful movie called. It's now called Relive. Okay. Uh, with David Oyelowo mm-hmm. in the lead and Storm Reed. I don't
1: know uh, who that is
0: young actress. Okay. Uh, she was Great night. she was the young kid in um, uh, in uh, Wrinkling Time.
1: Oh, okay. I hope I've got
0: her name right. First name is definitely Storm. Uh,
1: well, it just doesn't matter. It's called Storm. She's just going by one name. Yeah. You don't need a last name with that. And
0: uh, um, and that's due out sometime this year. Okay. And also, I'm trying to I'm trying to work I'm trying to set up a movie to direct.
1: Oh, like, that's exciting! Yeah. And you've written it already?
0: No, no, I I didn't write it. Okay. It, it has been written. Okay. Uh, uh, this uh, the, it, that was the one I was thinking when talking about how you know you get you. It, so try and make a character sound more English.
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, you're the director. You can say whatever you want now. You can yeah, chime in. Weird, you're not getting fired on this yeah. shit. Yeah.
0: I've got me jodfers, me monocle. got it all ready. monocle.
1: <laughs> me <Megafone>. monocle. <laughs> um, I love that. I love that. Um, can you, I've, um, what's your favorite, I know this is a weird uh, segue, what's your favorite Shakespeare monologue? And do you remember it?
0: I, I can remember, I can remember a couple.
1: It turns me on. I just want to, uh, I wonder if you can do a little, like a little snippet. Well,
0: When a man's servant shall play the cur with him, look you, it goes hard. One that I brought up of a puppy. One that I saved from darkness when two or three of his blind brothers and sisters went to it. I have taught him, even as one would say, thus I would teach a dog.
1: Sadly, our audio uh, got cut off after that. And Fred actually admitted that he paraphrased a bit, which I understand he had to dig into the dark recesses of his memory for that, but it was beautiful nonetheless. And I, I felt like a dog being taught talking to this man. What a master. What a lovely man. And extremely well-groomed. Check out the videos on on YouTube of our interview so you can see how fantastic um, he looks. And what a beautiful, majestic presence this man has. And what a brilliant actor. Please spread the word about the podcast and share the gospel, as I like to say. Uh, xraypod.com. And I hope you enjoyed my interview with the uh, master thespian and lovely gentleman. Alfred Molina. This is Raylan Casper White signing off.